0: Blue 42, blue 42, hut, hut, hike. This is the Game Managers on WJLX 101.5, America's one and only sports talk show, breaking down college football's biggest games, latest news, and greatest moments. Are you ready? Because it starts right now. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Game Manager Podcast. I am Nick Norris and with me, as always, is my good friend, my co-host, and 2006 Kids
1: Choice Award recipient, Justin Knight. Hey, it's great to be on such a big show, um, especially winning the 2006 Kids Choice Award. Um, it's just great to be here. I know that was, uh, I know that was what, oh gosh, 16 years ago? uh but uh still it's a big a big memory of mine you haven't done much since so no that was it and then everything fell off the deep end okay well
0: great i'm glad to hear that <laughs> how was uh how was your april fools day this week justin
1: oh uh, yeah it's just another day you know not much happened went to get some uh mexican food you didn't pull any any big pranks uh no because anytime I did in the past. It's been too far. <laughs> oh, give I don't an know, example. I don't know how to uh, find a good middle ground. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what have you done in the past?
1: It was just one time. It was uh, with uh, Jordan, my wife. Um, I don't even know if I want to say this because people are just going to hate me.
0: <laughs> is it? Is it something you should probably just save and tell me off air?
1: Yeah, because I mean, it was it was pretty stupid. It wasn't really a good prank. It was just take. It was too far. <laughs> okay,
0: let's let's just save it then. I don't want to get. You yeah, I probably should.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, uh, today we're talking the conclusion of the final four, previewing the national championship game between North Carolina and Kansas, the change of NFL overtime rules, Bama and Auburn's uh, spring practices going on, and much more so let's jump right into the news justin what do you think
1: i i love news hit me with it
0: let's start with basketball news since you love news so much you should just marry it uh only days after helping saint peters make history by reaching the elite eight head coach shaheen holloway left to take the head coaching job at seton hall where uh he played so he he made history and dipped which uh good on him i guess i mean that's what usually happens (laughs) What kind of money
1: can you make at Seton Hall? Uh, they're pretty they're pretty good basketball school. Yeah. Um I mean he's he probably got a decent contract.
0: Well, good on him either way. Speaking of basketball, the women's national championship between number two Connecticut, number one South Carolina will tip off right after this episode at seven. Speaking of the NIT though, Xavier defeated Texas AM seventy three to seventy two for the NIT championship. Aggie's falling just short. Did you get watch any of this, Justin?
1: I did. I watched the final um, three minutes. It was a uh, it was a good ending. Um, I thought A and M was going to win it there, but Xavier uh, that inbound play and he just kind of threw up a lucky shot and it uh, hit off the backboard, and went in, and there was like three seconds left. And A um, and M got a decent look. They had to go all the way up uh, full court um, and. <laughs> it went in and out so it was it was a good game um I was hoping A&M would win it since they got left out and you know they were going to go and then win the NIT um but it, it was a good game well we're going
0: to talk about the real tournament later don't don't even worry your little your little head Justin don't worry about it all right that's we'll true are them
1: there them. any text A M basketball fans out there mm, listening to this
0: probably not probably not yeah, yeah. Uh, but to wrap up basketball for now, five-star big man, I believe this is pronounced Johan Traor, commits to Auburn after decommitting from LSU. He is the number four center, the number fifteen overall prospect in his class per the twenty-four-seven Sports Composite. Uh, Justin, I can't imagine why any recruits would decommit from LSU in such a in such a wonderful time for the program, going in a great direction. Can Can you?
1: Yeah, I don't know either. I thought, um, yeah, LSU is just a top-quality school. Um it's, Go cheating, you know. Yeah, no cheating. I would love to go there. Um, FBI investigations either. or yeah, anytime we can get one over LSU, uh, I love it. Um, So this is a huge pickup. Um, I think, you know, next year's team has just as good as a chance as this past one to have a good year. And I think, you know, this is something we have to look forward to to the future with teams. We can get a big, you know, five-star in there and put some good four-star talent in around them. I think this should be the norm the next few years.
0: Well, how about we talk some football, switch gears over to probably what we have the most interest in, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would Uh, say so. Well, Justin, thank the heavens, because the NFL is finally changing its sorry overtime rules. The league owners approved a change to overtime rules on Tuesday that will ensure both teams will receive a possession in overtime. This, of course, was a reaction probably to the Chiefs-Bills game last season where the Chiefs won 42-36 in overtime. Bills never even get to touch the ball. Um, but the vote was overwhelming overwhelmingly positive. Coaches agreed on the roll 29-3. to There were three teams who voted no. Uh, have you heard who these three teams were, Justin? I have not. They were the Vikings, the Dolphins, and the Bengals. that last one surprises me the most on this list because they can probably win without needing that random chance, unlike the Vikings and Dolphins could use. (laughs)
1: Uh, Yeah, I haven't – I saw it, and really the only thing – yeah, I mean, the only thing they changed to the rules is that now both teams get it, and then if no team scores when both of them get it, then the next score wins. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's good that both teams now get it. I saw someone – complaining about it I, I haven't watched the video of some espn guy um i haven't watched it yet i'd have to listen to see what he said what he doesn't like about it it's yeah it's
0: not fixed yet but it's a it's a step in the right direction but there, there needs to be more done to it i think personally
1: it should just be college but even co- i don't even like colleges now since they changed it it's it's crap now that the dumb two-point conversion after what is it two yeah. overtimes then you just go straight into Two-point conversions? That's stupid. Yeah, I don't like that either. Well, speaking of the
0: NFL, Justin, we thought that the NFL coaching carousel was over, but it turns out not quite because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers announced Wednesday that head coach Bruce Arians has decided to retire and that uh, defense coordinator Todd Bowles would be taking over as head coach. This, of course, sparked a lot of rumors because it has been reported for some time now that Tom Brady is not a fan of Bruce Arians and that disinterest... Mm in playing for Arians, impacted his decision to initially retire. Uh, Rick Stroud for the Tampa Bay Times has even reported that Brady was made aware of Arians' retirement plans either, or quote, either the same day or day after, end quote, he decided to return to the league.
1: Oh. Uh, but yeah, Arians had... Yeah, either, either that or I think Tom Brady was like, look, if you want me back, uh, you're going to have to force uh, Buddy into retirement.
0: That's what the thought is. That's That's the general rumor. Um, but Arians has denied this, saying he has a great relationship with Brady and Brady posted a very nice post about Arians as well. So I mean it could be a coincidence. I I personally think I they mean do have I could go and say
1: something nice about somebody on social media. Does it mean I really mean it? No. No, no, of course not. But I think they probably
0: do have a good relationship, but that Brady didn't want to continue playing for him. Because you can like someone and not think they're the great, the right fit for the job. Like I liked Les yeah. Miles, but I didn't think he was the best fit for LSU. Now I don't like Les Miles; he turned out to be a terrible human. But <laughs> <laughs> back then, I didn't know. But nobody knew that. So nah. you know. So I, you can like someone and think, but I don't want them doing this job. And I think that maybe Aaron's does not even wasn't even previously aware that Brady didn't want him there but I think now it's pretty clear. I also don't think that Brady called and was like, hey, get him to quit and I'll come back. I feel like the Tampa Bay Bucks just thought, if we get rid of Arians, there's a better chance Brady comes back. And that's yeah, what that's what true. Happened. Yeah, but that's total speculation. That could be completely false. That's just what I think is probably the most likely situation. Yeah, and
1: I don't really like what you think. So,
0: Yeah, what do you think? You think that Brady held a knife up to Bruce Arians' head and said, retire, I'll kill you and your family?
1: Um, more like, I'll kill your career. Okay.
0: okay, well, that's less serious, I'd say. Still serious, though. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Uh, in college football, Alabama held its first of two spring practices on Saturday. The session was closed to reporters, but Saban offered a recap in a press conference thereafter. Some things of note, he said, were, quote, We're not disappointed in where we are. We're certainly not where we'd like to be or want to be or even need to be. Um, he also said, quote, I thought we executed okay on offense. Uh, he said nothing. Uh, or, sorry, he said uh, noting. They dropped passes, and there were too many pre-snap penalties on both sides of the ball. But on a positive note, Saban did say, "quote This team has uh, been really good. This team doesn't have any complainers. We don't have a lot of negative guys on this team. We have some real positive leadership, which that probably comes to a relief of a lot of Alabama fans, as a lack of leadership seemed to possibly have been an issue." the team last year due to a young roster Uh, i'm sure Alabama will be just fine don't you think
1: yeah i would i would say really only concern for alabama is just the um wide receivers with no experience really you know um and Saban calling them out um you know a couple months ago saying they had a chance to step up and they didn't um i would say that's probably alabama's only weakness is the wide receivers, and then I don't really know much about their corners on defense, Um, their defensive backs. I don't really know because I know that's been weakness in the past and it was last year as well. Um, I don't really know what they're supposed to look like this year. But, yeah, I would say the overall concern could just be the wide receivers. I mean, they have the talent. They have the guys there. It's just getting – you've had – I mean, when you think about Alabama the past few years, with Devontae Smith and um, well, uh, the guys they had last year, and you have to throw off the names for me because I'm blanking right now. Well, Saban did kind of hit on this too.
0: He's because they asked William. What was his
1: name? Williams from Jameson Ohio Williams. State. Jameson
0: Williams. Jameson Williams.
1: Jameson Williams. Um, Mechie. I mean, it, yeah, John he had Matthew. all those got. And then previous years, all the talent y'all had as well. Um, so it'll be interesting to see with kind of a new face of guys in there, what they're able to do. Yeah, and he was and Saban was asked about this. He asked, he's
0: asked about the receiver core, and he didn't offer much. He mostly said, "Oh, they're doing good." And kind of, he yeah. said a little more than that, but that's kind of where he left it at. So I think they're probably. I mean, he's aware that's that they that needs some work. So that's probably what they are focusing a lot of time and effort on. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Auburn is entering its final week of spring practice, and he also addressed the media Saturday. The biggest quote from him was on the ongoing QB competition. Harson said, quote, uh, It's not balanced as much as it was early on. Ended quote. He, apparently, TJ Finley has gotten the most first team reps. Robbie Astrid has Why? gotten more reps. Holden Greiner is getting some reps too. Um, as a true freshman, and Zach Calzada is limited still with his shoulder, but he would be getting more reps if he was healthy. Yeah. If TJ I'd...
1: Finley comes out, if TJ Finley comes out starting, then I have no trust in what Harson has planned for this <laughs> team.
0: Yeah, look, look what we saw from Finley last year was lackluster, mediocre at best. I'd say. Would you agree with
1: that? Uh, yeah i mean even when he was at lsu it was lackluster um and to think i don't know what sane person can look and see what he did last year and be like oh yeah he should be my starting quarterback even with guys that have come in from oregon and then a and m and then you have a four-star quarterback coming in from uh, georgia and Griner, <laughs> i don't it wouldn't make any sense if he was named the starter coming into the season and it's a long way to go, to go. but um, to think that right now he's getting the most reps, the first team, it makes zero sense.
0: Yeah, and like we said, Calzada's still injured. We don't know how he's going to really factor into this. Maybe he comes out and he's just is phenomenal. We don't know, but yeah, as of right now, T.J. Finley getting the most reps. So it's disgusting. That could easily change at any moment. Like we said, it's still just spring ball, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. In college baseball, Alabama got a five to four win over South Alabama on Tuesday before dropping one to Texas A and M two to three on Friday. The Tide won the second game of the series 10-9, on Saturday and finished the series at two on Sunday. Though, of course, that was after recording this. We record this in the morning, so we can't see into the future and know the score. But I bet that uh, one of the at least one of those teams scored runs. Would you say that's fair?
1: Um, I think neither team will
0: win. Okay, All right. <laughs> Uh Eventually, we're gonna do one of these and something. We're gonna like talk about it and make a prediction, and something tragic is gonna happen, and then we're gonna. Oh my gosh! Really? I mean, that's just statistically, it's gonna happen. We need to prepare ourselves for that, Justin. It's gonna be I on guess your that's hands. True. Yeah, it's gonna be your fault.
1: Just um more clear. than likely.
0: As for Bama softball, the Tide shut out Alabama State eight nothing on Tuesday before losing to Georgia three to five on Saturday. Bama faced off against Georgia again earlier today, after we recorded this, and play them again on Monday. And as for Auburn baseball, the Tigers lost to in-state opponent Jacksonville State 2-5 to on Tuesday, but bounced back with a 6-5 win over LSU on Thursday. Auburn dropped the next one against LSU on Friday 2-9, to but ultimately won the series with a 6-4 win on Saturday.
1: Big finally, series Auburn's... win. What? What'd you say? Hey, a big series win on the road yeah. against 13th-ranked LSU. Yeah. I'll take it.
0: And Auburn softball won 6-2 over Alabama State on Wednesday and defeated Florida 3-1 on Friday before losing to the Gators 6-7 on Saturday. Auburn finished up that series earlier today, but as I've said a few times, we recorded this prior. We right. have no idea. We have no idea, and we don't. We're not going to record after that because we're probably not going to watch it anyway, are we?
1: We're not. We're not psychics, so can't tell you. We're not psychics.
0: We're not. Stop asking if I'm a psychic. You run into me in the street and ask me. It's not true. I'm not one. And finally kind of in like the one. news. Justin, don't interrupt me. I'm so tired of you interrupting me. This is this isn't going to work out. I think uh, I think you should just maybe turn off your microphone and we can talk about this afterward. Okay, never never mind. This is this is too much silence. You can turn it back on actually. <laughs> uh, sorry sorry. <laughs> Finally, in the
1: news. Hey, did you see that game? Oh, my. <laughs> did I see what, Justin? What did I see? <laughs> no, I just wanted to throw something in there. Since I interrupt you so much that you are so bothered by it, I just had to throw that in again. But continue. Uh, the U.S. men's soccer team, Justin, is qualified
0: for the 2022 World Cup. Oh, who cares? World Cup. <laughs> <But> I'm actually <laughs> excited about
1: this. We,
0: we missed it in 2018. U.S. didn't make it then. We're back in it. No, they didn't. We're back in it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's cool because the group, I, I did see what group they're in. They're playing um, group they're in a group B. with England, uh, Iran, and then either uh, Scotland, Wales, or uh, Ukraine. Uh, they right. still have to play a, a game to determine who will be the final team in there. Uh, but uh, it'll be cool to see them play England because England usually has a pretty solid team. Yeah, and like you
0: said, they're going to play one of those teams. Whoever wins the European playoff, the last one left, they will play their first game against them November 21st. So you have a lot of time to gear up and get excited.
1: Mm. And it's at a weird time this year. It's in November. Yeah. It's not, usually, it's not in the usually summer, summer like right? it usually is. Yeah. Interesting,
0: I say. All right. We're going to look back on the recent Final Four and preview the national championship in men's basketball soon. Just hold your horses. But... First, let's get into the weird news of the week in our weekly segment, Mismanagers.
1: Woo! And now it is time for Mismanagers.
0: The headline of this article by Mashable is, Oh no, construction workers find a bunch of teeth inside a wall. Oh my gosh, that's horrifying.
1: Wait, what?
0: Student says she gave cookies containing grandfather's ashes to classmates.
1: Why would you ever tell someone that?
0: Angry Seal helps Australian police bust drug smuggling ring. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well let me click on these stories, because I forgot, I found these earlier in the year, Uh, no, earlier in the week, and I don't remember... What I was supposed about. to say earlier in the year they may be a little old. <laughs> I found these on January second <laughs> uh, how about this one? uh this comes from Mira.co. My husband was the best man at my first wedding. He declared his love in his speech
1: uh so what happened to the guy she was supposed to marry
0: well let's 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 let's, let's read it because I haven't read this. I just looked at the headline okay. okay. <laughs> A woman has revealed that her husband was the best man at her first wedding and he even declared his love for her saying she quote had to be his end quote during his speech in front of 200 guests. That is very bold. Can you imagine? Uh, I
1: just I just feel terrible for the guy she was marrying there the first time and then he just his his best man's like, uh, "Screw you, buddy." They have a photo of them all
0: together and they blurt out the other husband's face. <laughs> oh my gosh! Very, the very not not the, the couple didn't like this news site did because obviously this is embarrassing for him. even oh, though, yeah, you know he has no control over it, I guess. And he needs uh, to find
1: better friends.
0: Yeah, I'd say so. Here, here's the article. When it comes to true love, we all know the path of getting there never does run smooth, and every couple is bound to encounter their fair share of obstacles along the way. One woman has recently revealed her own bump that had prevented her from being with her person. She'd married his best pal, event planner Desiree White from Illinois, explained how her husband had been the best man at her first wedding back in 2010, and it's fair to say that his toast was probably rather awkward for the newly-reads and their 200 guests as he declared his love for her and told her how she had to be his in a speech to his friend. Uh, Desire, t- 32, had been friends with the best man, Bryant White, since high school, and along with her ex-husband, they made up a friendship trio. But as Desire mm. stood in her dress, having vowed to spend the rest of her life with her new husband, Bryant scandalously declared that he had always loved her during his best man's speech. He even proclaimed that he knew she had to be his from the moment he met her while they were sat next to him. You don't want to admit this like before the wedding and maybe
1: not in front of everyone? All right, how about just admit it you've been friends since high school? I don't know, you've had plenty of time to admit something <laughs> then.
0: Yeah. The mom of four was stunned by his comments and chose to brush them under the carpet, but just a year later, as she sat weeping after her breakup, Bryant kissed her and relayed his adora- uh, adoration for her once more. The pair got married in 2012 and now have welcomed four little boys. Whew! Wow. That's
1: brutal. That's really... That's tough. Yeah. Um, poor guy. I, I mean... Yeah choose better friends and better women (laughs) yeah golly can you
0: imagine that's two of like the most important people in your life just yeah and and they just (laughs) marry each other yeah yeah golly i'm looking through this article i don't see anything about the ex-husband either like it doesn't they don't say he was a good or bad guy but i feel like this is one of those articles where if he was a bad guy, the wife would have tried to justify that and been like, well, he was awful. But I don't see any of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: so I don't know. The fact that, yeah, the fact that that's not said, it's probably like, Ugh, you probably didn't do the right thing. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Who knows?
0: Uh, here's a story that's from our own backyard, Justin. AP News it says that an Alabama school donates a missile and a launcher to Veterans Museum. Heck, Yeah. People donate items to classrooms and teachers all the time, but an Alabama school is turning around the theme by donating a missile and tank-like carrier painted red, white, and blue to a veterans' museum. Let's go. An MGM-52 is this? Lance missile, once capable of delivering nuclear or conventional weapons before it was deactivated at the end of the Cold War, and an M752 launcher have sat outside the old Athens High School for decades. But they were both donated to the school's ROTC programs in the 70s. They have now been donated to a veterans museum.
1: It's just weird to think that a a school just has these things. Yeah, yeah. Why? I I don't know.
0: Do not know. <laughs> uh, we're running we're running a little short here, Justin. So I've got two articles. I'm gonna let you pick which one you want me to read, okay? Alright. Uh, they both come from Miro.co. Uh, the first article is Woman Sparks Debate After Sharing Shower Routine as she says, quote, Women Don't Smell. Or, the other article is, uh, UFO Expert Genuinely Believes Aliens Could Be Scared of Will Smith After Watching the Oscars.
1: Okay. Uh, uh, Let's do the Women Don't Smell. Okay.
0: Yeah, I think the UFO one explains itself for the most part.
1: Yeah, I got what I needed from the title. (laughs) (laughs) Okay,
0: so... A woman has sparked a debate online after sharing her opinions on showering, as she believes that women don't smell. Uh, Mm. Jack Adderholt took to TikTok to share her view, saying that women instinctively know how to often the shower, adding that sometimes every day, sometimes once every three days. But she went on to say it was, quote, disgusting for men to go more than 24 hours without hopping in the shower, adding that she knew her opinion was controversial. Jack, or Jacques, I think it's Jacques, was soon uh, inundated with comments as while uh, some agreed with her others and said this is this article has a lot of typos i think it's supposed to say uh, while some agreed with others in the comment section that said she should shower every day Uh, in her video jacques said quote it might be every day it might be every three days is about i'm about to say something controversial it maybe even uh, may even be a double standard but i don't care it has to be said women don't shower every day and they don't have to we shower when we're ready but it doesn't matter because we don't smell, and we don't look dirty, and we're saving the planet by doing that. Wasting water? Not us. Men, however, if they don't shower every day, that's disgusting. This has been popping up a lot lately. Apparently a lot of celebrities, they don't bathe but once a week or so. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is notorious for this, apparently. Maybe just maybe just bathe. Maybe just shower. Is it that hard? Is it is it that much to ask? I mean,
1: do you shower every 24 hours?
0: Yes, a lot of times I'll shower twice a day, really, but not always. That yeah, yeah. But I'll say during football and baseball season when I'm coaching, I'll come in, I'll shower twice a day.
1: Yeah, because I feel like if if I shower every 24 hours, my skin kind of starts to dry out. Yeah, and it kind of it just kind of dries out my hair too using all that shampoo. Right. Um. So I yeah I'm I'm like once every two days or something like that. But what's the difference between a man and a woman smelling? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't
0: know. Interesting. Anyway. Yeah. Good stuff, I think, all around. Anyway, Justin, we're up against a break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about the Final Four and preview the national championship, so stay tuned.
1: You're listening to The Game Managers on WJLX 101.5.
0: Welcome back to the Game Managers Podcast. I'm Nick Norris, and with me is Justin Knight. Yeah, that's right. I'm still here. Well, it was an all blue blood. No, well, it was an all blue oh, blood. Whoa.
1: It's all blue <laughs> a blue blood.
0: It was an all blue blood final four on Saturday. We had a fun rivalry matchup in uh, number eight UNC and number two Duke, as well as a one versus two in Kansas and Villanova. Uh, Justin, which of these two games do you want to talk about first? Do you want to just do the UNC game? Because I feel like we'll both have more to say about that one.
1: Yeah, I'm not even going to say anything about the Kansas game. I mean, I watched that one, but it was it was never close. Kansas was in control the whole game. I think the closest Villanova got was probably within six at one point. But Kansas started on like a 10-0 run. So it was Kansas is the best team left, and they should win on Monday. Probably I wouldn't be surprised if they won by double digits. They, they were very dominant. They shot the ball really well. Um, I don't really see anybody beating them right now. But let's start with the North Carolina Duke game, because that was the best game. Probably one of the best yeah. games of the tournament. Yeah,
0: it was. Uh, of course, UNC beat Duke 81-77, to ending Coach K's season and leading him off into the sunset of retirement. It all ended when Caleb Love, making a key three-pointer and three late free throws to lift the Tar Heels to victory. This was the 258th and most consequential and possibly the most entertaining medium between these teams in history. Uh, Love led UNC with 28 points. R.J. Davis had 18 points and 7 rebounds. And Armando uh, Bassett, Bassett, is it Bassett or Bassett? I have no idea. <laughs> he had 11 points, 21 rebounds. And they will be going on to compete for their 7th title. Duke was led by, it's another one I'm probably going to mess up, Paolo Banchero and Trevor Kills, who had 20 points and 19 points respectively. And UNC will be facing Kansas, and we'll preview that game soon enough uh but Justin what what did, what was your takeaways of this game
1: uh I really thought any team could have won it at um any point especially down the stretch I personally thought Duke would end up winning especially with what happened their last game uh, last game of the regular season when North Carolina beat Duke at um Duke's arena you know Coach K's last game there they got embarrassed that maybe they'd make up for it but I'm really shocked by this North Carolina team because I mean honestly when you look at the start to their season they were just mediocre for the majority part until really that you think back to the Duke game I mean you could say that gave them a lot of uh, confidence and motivation uh, going into um, March and it's they've had they've been flawless really throughout the tournament and I thought yesterday they played great but um You know, like I said, I was shocked. I thought Duke would bounce back and win that one. But like I said, North Carolina's been on a roll. They have a lot of confidence, especially, you know, for an eight seed. Um, So, but like I said, I think Kansas will end up beating them. I don't think they'll have too much issues with. But, you know, it's a lot of crazy things already happened this tournament. So if North Carolina won, wouldn't shock me. But I'd still be a little surprised if they somehow won the whole tournament, because I don't think many people, unless you're a diehard North Carolina fan, pick North Carolina to win it all.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and we're going to talk more about that here in a moment, of course. Um, I guess we'll just quickly talk about the, the Villanova-Kansas game. But uh, of course, Kansas did win 81-65 to over Villanova. Villanova certainly needed the injured Justin Moore on offense Saturday, but I'm not sure how much of a difference he could have realistically made with the way Kansas was dropping threes. Yeah. I mean, David McCormick, he had, he had 25 points for the Jayhawks. Uh, I think it's Ochai uh, Agbai. He was went six for seven from beyond the arc to finish with 21 points. I mean, do you think this game ends any differently if Villanova has their second-leading
1: scorer? I mean, it helps, but... No, especially not with the uh, size disadvantage McCormick had in the paint. Uh, he, he, It was easy. Easy baskets every time they got him in the ball in the paint. So no, I don't think it makes a difference. Yeah,
0: I don't think so either. I mean, as dominant as as Kansas was, I mean, one guy, yeah, he probably would, would have helped, but I don't even know if they they probably still lose by double digits. You know, I don't, I don't know.
1: Yeah, and you know, Kansas was my pick to win it all, and I think they're playing best basketball they have in the tournament. So especially yesterday, they looked great. Um, I, was, I was hoping Duke would win because uh, Jordan filled out her first bracket she's ever done. She picked Duke to win it all. So it would have been great to see Duke and Kansas play and to see who got the pick right. Oh, uh, yeah, um, that'd have been fun. Sadly, it'll be North Carolina.
0: Mm. Mm. Well, that brings us to Monday's showdown between number one Kansas, number eight North Carolina in a blue blood title game. At the time of recording, Kansas is a four and a half point favorite over UNC. Do uh, you think that's fair? You think that should be more or less, or right on the money?
1: I I like it. Um, I think it should be five points, but um, five, five and a half, something like that. But um, yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's fair. I like I said, I really like Kansas right now, the way they're playing, and especially if they keep shooting the ball like they are, then no one's. I mean, no one could beat them. So, um, like I said, I like Kansas to win it. I if I had to put a score, I'd say um, Kansas, uh, 78, North Carolina, 70.
0: Yeah. That's, uh, so, so you think that you think they'll, they'll cover, they'll score even more than, yes, I think more they'll than, cover. Yeah. Uh, well, the ESPN matchup predictor gives the 33 and six Jayhawks a 70.5% chance to win over the 29 and nine Tar Heels. That is pretty significant percentage for a national championship game. I'd say um, so. But yeah, I, I think it's fair. Like, uh, Kansas has looked dominant and you know not saying North Carolina hasn't obviously they have been to get this far to be playing for what could be their 30th win on the season uh, and to have single digit losses if if they are to win that's very impressive but yeah I just I, Kansas is such a monster but that's the thing it's it's college basketball anything can happen it's not gonna shock anybody if North Carolina finds a way to win, because we've seen way more shocking upsets thus far. So, um, you know, it's not expected to happen. It, if you were a betting man, you probably would bet on Kansas. But, I would, yep. But, I mean, anything can happen. I'm excited for this. I'm Like I said, I haven't watched much of the tournament. I'm definitely going to watch this one, though, um, given I'm back from coaching a baseball game in time. Should be. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward so don't, to it. So, yeah, I don't it only took that. you to the uh, championship game to finally watch the uh, yeah. March Madness game. Yeah, I, I click in on highlights and stuff. I get it. But I, I'm not a, I'm not a, honestly, I'm not a huge basketball fan. I never have been. Uh, I usually will watch the championship and then I'll watch the NBA finals. And that gives me my feel for the year, just me personally. <laughs> you're, you're quite a bigger fan than, than I am. I, yeah, college, basically.
1: definitely. NBA, um, I used to watch the finals more. I, now I watched it last year because it was two new teams in the finals, that, you know, the Bucks and the Suns. That one was a pretty entertaining series. Um, but yeah, I don't. There's not really an NBA team that I, um, you know, fought like um Oh yeah, I hope they win it all. Right. Um, but yeah, college basketball. I've always been a pretty big fan. It's always been fun to uh, watch March Madness and fill out the brackets. I, <laughs> growing up, um, of course, I always liked because Auburn sucked in basketball when I was growing up. So um, I always picked Duke in my brackets. Hopefully at some point they would win one. And they did. Let's see. I think the last trying to think, the last time they won, um, gosh, maybe it was like 14 or 15 that they won. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, it was, it was around I'd, that time.
1: I'd always pick Duke. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd just be like, all right, Duke's going to win it all.
0: Well, I, I know you have picked Kansas. Is that who you're going to be pulling for? Or are you looking for an underdog upset?
1: I'm pulling for Kansas because I want to be top of the uh, March Madness groups uh, in the ESPN brackets. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, mine's mine's trash. Mine's
0: shot. So I, I'd like to see. I'm just gonna pull for UNC, I guess. I'll, if I don't know what's going on, I always go for the underdog. So that's what like, there you go. That's what I'm gonna be doing. But we'll find out Monday night at eight twenty p.m. Uh, late start. That's okay though. Uh, I usually go to bed at nine. I'm gonna have to stay up. Yuck. Yeah. Eight. Tw-
1: so eight twenty. I mean that. Well. It's a national championship. Usually basketball games are two hours, but they're going to have so many commercial breaks, so it'll probably be around two and a half hours. Hmm. All
0: right, well, I think that's enough about basketball. I think instead it's time we learn a thing or two from your weekly segment, Justin. Let's visit the Learning Corner with Professor Knight.
1: All right, students, gather round and put on your listening ears. It's time to visit the learning corner with Professor Knight. Yay! What are we learning today, Professor? Oh, welcome, everyone. I'm sorry to disappoint you, though, Nick, uh, because I have more basketball to, t- to talk about. <laughs> oh, no, That's okay. mm, I'm so so sorry. I'm ready, but to be educated. you know the eighth seed getting to a championship game that had me curious, you know, break, I wanted to break down every seed and, you know, see how they've done in the tournament.
0: Hmm.
1: So, um, let's start at number one. Obviously they've done the best. So they've reached the number one seed has reached the championship game. 28 of the past 36 seasons. This was written last year. So now I can say 29 of the past 37 seasons, uh, a whopping 23 of them have gone on to win the title, which is better than a 60% rate. Oh, wow. um, and of course, Baylor um, and Gonzaga were two number one seeds. They played each other last year, and Baylor won. So number one seed, obviously, has been the most dominant. Uh, number two seed, they've reached the championship game a total of 13 times, and they have only won five of them. And uh, Villanova took on the championship as a number two in 2016, and that was against North Carolina on a buzzer beater. That was probably the best championship game, really best college basketball game I've ever watched, mm. was that one back in 16? It was incredible. Um, okay, number three seed, they've made the final ten times, and they are four and six. Uh, in 2019, Texas Tech reached the title game, but they lost to Virginia. Uh, the last three seed to win it all was uh, UConn in 2011. Uh, number four seed, they uh, only three times has a number four advanced the title game. And only one of those three have won it all, and that was Arizona in 1997. Wow. Uh, number five, kind of they have finished a runner-up three times. They have never won. Um, so they've been three times but never won. Um, a number six has gone on the play in the NCAA championship uh, twice. Kansas, 1988, is only team to win as a number six seed. Uh, number seven seed, uh, UConn in 2014 came the first number seven to appear in the championship game, and they beat Kentucky. So that was pretty big. And, okay, here's our number eight seed. I know we wanted to hear about this since North Carolina is right. in the championship. Let's, let's so they have actually hear. they have appeared in the national championship three times, so now it's obviously four times. And with the latest being Kentucky in 2014, and only Villanova in 1985 managed to win it all, And Villanova did that over a strong Georgetown team. So interesting to see, you know, obviously Villanova is probably the underdog in that game and they won. So, you know, you could have a repeat this year.
0: Mm, Let's do it. I'm looking forward to it. I want to see your bracket fall apart. All right. Well, thank you, Justin. I feel like I've learned so much I could could physically throw up. So how about we take a break and when we come back, we'll give out our... I don't know if that's a
1: compliment or what.
0: That's a compliment. I've learned, I've digested so much, so much knowledge. I can't physically digest anymore, Justin. I will puke.
1: Okay. That's a good thing. You've said too much. Yeah,
0: that's a good thing. That's what I strive for in my classroom every day. If my kids aren't puking at the end of class, (laughs) I haven't done a good job as a teacher.
1: Oh, right. I think it's time we go to a break, huh? (laughs) Okay,
0: let's go to a break. we come back, we'll give out our weekly awards, the TG Emmys. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone, to the Game Manager's Podcast, where we are about to present the sports world's most prestigious weekly awards, the TG Emmys. Yeah, woo! I'm Nick Norris, and with me is Justin Knight, hooting and hollering. He's excited. He's, he's rearing the go. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. I'll give out my first award, Justin, if you don't mind. And the award for a Super Bowl-winning coach who was very obviously told to get out so that their quarterback would agree to play one more season goes to... Bruce Arians, congratulations!
1: Let it go. Hey, I know you've won a Super Bowl, but this is bigger. This is bigger because they could win two Super Bowls. Mm, That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. What about you, Justin? What do you have for your award? Great start. Um, mine's a tough one to give out. Um, you know, this one is—I like to call this one the "That'll Sting for the Rest of My Lifetime" award. (laughs) Um, and that goes out to Coach K. Losing his final two games to uh North Carolina. Um, one last game played at uh Duke's home arena where they you know easily lost. Very embarrassing, you know, terrible. Um and then losing in their only matchup ever in an NCAA tournament and it was a final four and you lose to North Carolina. Your biggest rival. I mean, uh my dad was telling me the other day, people almost come to blows when they argue about this rivalry, rivalry um, when they talk about it. And I was like, I, as much as I hate Alabama, I don't think I'd ever come to the point of, yeah, I'm going to fight that guy because I disagree <laughs> with him so much. Um, so coach K's, you know, he seemed pretty cool and calm, which I mean, he's won five national championships. I, I guess I would be too, but it's got to sting your last two games against North Carolina. You lose both of them and pretty big games. I mean, one of them, your last game at, um, Cam- I think it's Cameron Indoor Arena is what they call uh, Duke's uh, basketball arena. And then you lose in the final four to them, your only matchup ever in the NCAA tournament. That's the that's going to sting for the rest of my life awards. So I'm sorry for oh, you, yeah. Coach K.
0: Still, though, what a career. I mean, he had over twelve. wins. What a wins. career. Yeah, yeah I will Sam. say that, yes.
1: Because yeah. uh, he's had over 100 wins in the NCAA tournament. Um, he's had, what, 1,000 wins in uh, basketball as a coach. 1,202. So, uh, very incredible.
0: Yeah. yeah, crazy numbers. Very good. Our high school athlete of the week goes to Oakman Wildcat, Missy Odom, who recorded her 100th strikeout of the season this week. So very nice. nice. Congratulations. Yeah, keep it up. Uh, our best of the week, the best thing we saw this week, Justin, I'm going to give to Auburn and Alabama Gymnastics. They are both advancing to the uh, to the Nationals, so that's awesome. Very good, good both, yeah. Both historic the numbers them. they put up this week.
1: Yeah, I think either one of them has probably a decent chance to win it all. Yeah, I think so, for sure.
0: And Bust of the Week. Justin, I was going to give Bust of the Week to Coach K, but I've, I've pivoted because I don't want to give him two awards this week. Mm, okay. So I've quickly researched another one I'm going to give it to. And whatever I don't know who to give Bust of the Week to, Justin, I just I Google Antonio Brown, and there's always something. So <laughs> There's um, something you can pull up. So uh, this happened this week, two days ago. Free agent wide receiver, Antonio Brown, of course he's a free agent because he quit on the Bucs. Um, he tells TMZ Sports he still hasn't undergone ankle surgery and won't unless a team commits to signing him which I think is insanity.
1: So it sounds like it wasn't that really. It's a fake injury. Really, it's not that big of a deal. Or... I don't know. It's, yeah, like it's all, ju- it's all just a play.
0: Yeah, it's either a fake injury or he's just a lunatic, which we know he is. And he's just like, I'm yes. not going to fix myself until somebody signs me. And then I'll sit out for another three months or whatever.
1: That's like saying... Um, you know i've come to the point you know like i'm i'm an alcoholic and i'm just i'm drunk every day and i'm like i'm not fixing myself until uh, someone becomes my friend
0: <laughs> yeah it is a lot like that isn't it mm good stuff i think all around good on him i say uh, it's now time to read a letter from a fan. If you would like to write us a letter, you can uh, write one, put it in an envelope, and mail it to Justin's home. Justin, would you like to share your home address with the listeners so they can send you things?
1: Yeah, it's um, one two three. Um,
0: yeah, just that's send it all to 123
1: road. <laughs> one two three road. <laughs> uh, uh, of course, I'm kidding. If you uh, want to one read, two yeah one two three road, cholera, Alabama.
0: Okay, cholera. Very good. Uh, if you want to reach the show uh, for real, you can email us at TGM. No, email us at game Pod at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TGMpod. Uh, this week we have a very fun email, I think, by Jacob. Jacob writes, uh, I, I don't like this, how it starts out. Sup, Justin and other hosts? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> What are some of your most controversial controversial sports takes? You're welcome, Jacob. He didn't even say thanks. He said you're welcome. Good question, though. Thank you.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you, Jacob. Yeah, that was yeah. a great question.
0: So what are some of your controversial sports takes, Justin? I've, I've wrote down a few of mine here.
1: You know, I had a hard time thinking because I don't really like to make sports takes because I don't want to be that person that has the controversial sports takes like you see all the time yeah from, uh, we, these I think we pundits do a pretty, and host.
0: we do a pretty good job of not doing that we 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 even talked about when we started doing this we're like let's not take because at the end of the day it doesn't matter what we say does it like i don't want to no it doesn't and i'm not doing this to, we're not neither of us are doing this to like just get listens or whatever we do this we we talk like we do conversations like this not in this format necessarily but we talk sports all the time so we just kind of decided to do this you know maybe we'll make some extra money or something on the side eventually or something but like we're not we're not going to be the i don't i don't think we've ever wanted to be those guys it's just like what's the craziest thing we can say you know
1: yeah cuz that's what the big those big time shows they just they just spew out crazy stuff just so people can watch and be like oh he's crazy and yeah. they don't care if people think they're crazy because they're no people are going to watch it to see what he has to say um, but yeah, I've never been one to be like, you know, I'm going to say the craziest sports take and people are going to be like, what is this idiot saying? Cause I don't really want to be viewed as an idiot. Um, I'd like to be viewed as someone reasonable and, yeah. um, that has some kind of sports knowledge. But once again, like we said, we have no idea what we were talking about, which kind of like to spew off stuff that we like or may think happen. Yeah. But most of the time it won't.
0: <laughs> Our track record is really bad. Yeah, I would predict. probably say
1: so. Yeah.
0: Uh, so do you have do you have a controversial take though you'd like to share?
1: Yeah, I would say my most recent one would be um, the SC championship game. I um, I don't think I, I don't know if I said it on here or not. I may have, but I was like, there's zero chance Alabama scores thirty plus points in the championship game against Georgia. I was convinced just because if Alabama looked against Auburn and could barely muster up. Um, however many points they scored in that game, what was it like 20? It was a weird score, uh, scoring game. Um, I was like, there's no way that Alabama is going to be able to put 30 against Georgia, which at the time, Georgia had been very dominant on uh, the defensive side. But um, obviously, I was very wrong. Um, yeah. It was easy game for Alabama. Of course, Georgia bounced back in the uh, national championship game. That's what I expected in the first time they saw each other, was that game. Right. But... Um, I was yeah completely wrong on that one. I was really surprised, but you know when when we talked about it, I guess why would I be surprised? It's Georgia. Also, the, um, they've done the this for world, years.
0: The whole world was wrong about that. Everyone thought Georgia was going to kill Alabama in that game. You know, so yeah, it wasn't, it I, yeah, wasn't I would say us. so. I would say I'd say that I um I was too big on Alabama the national championship game. I thought that I thought that Georgia couldn't have improved enough over the months to to beat alabama and of course they did and i so that was mm, one, and yeah. see
1: it won me over too because i've changed my pick in the little uh pool we do and that screwed me i should have just stuck with georgia yeah
0: yeah uh i've got one this one's very controversial and i understand 100 percent why anybody wouldn't want this but i say just just let athletes do steroids <laughs> Just let them do steroids yeah, just let them they'll like Think about how big and huge and high they can jump and stuff. Yeah, just let them. Maybe give them their own their own <laughs> well, division, just like the steroid division in the Olympics. You know?
1: <laughs> I mean, you may be onto something, though, because when you think back to baseball and when they had the steroid era, that's when you probably had the most entertainment and the people were watching. and That was the 90s, early 2000s, yeah. until they finally had a crackdown on it. Um, yeah, because when you think about Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa battling it out to see who could have the most home runs in a season... You know, that's what a lot of people think back to, but yeah, it is very controversial, but it would be interesting, I will say. Just, yeah, uh, I think it'd be How would the best steroid athletes match up with one another?
0: Yeah, I'd like to see just like two boxers that are just big on steroids, just well on each other. I think that'd be cool. <laughs>
1: um, I just thought of one right now. I, I mean, I guess it, it could be controversial, I don't know, but um, I, I never like the nil deal thing i don't really like it yeah
0: so yeah that's that's something we we both different on because i like it but i think it needs to be adjusted but i like yeah but that 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 could be controversial i think a lot of people agree with that too though
1: yeah i mean well i i take it to the point of i don't think it should be at all you know um maybe you get a little bit of money on i feel like if you're if you're an athlete to that standard, to where you get a scholarship, and then maybe if you're bringing in a lot of revenue, maybe get something on the side. But everything that's happening now is insane. Like they have guys coming in that haven't even played a snap, and they're already yeah. like the one at Tennessee is already making seven million off a deal. Right. Hasn't even played. Even I think enrolled, that's ridiculous. Think. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so th- th- it's it's way too much. To see, but that's the thing with the NCA; they they just don't like. They finally fix something, um, and a lot of people's minds where they should get um paid for playing in college. Which, look, I think it's taken it too far, anyways. Because if they're good enough, they're going to get paid one day. Um, but of course they don't have. Th- it's taken too far now to where schools are just offering off these big deals, depending on who, um, these colleges, you know. Are sponsored by or have money wise, um, it's just, it's insane. Like and especially Caleb Williams, would he get like three or four million? Yeah, something crazy. Yeah, and he's at least played, but the dude from Tennessee hasn't even played, and he gets seven, eight million. It's insane. Yeah, and I
0: like I I get it. There, there it definitely needs to be fixed. I like that the kids can make money because you know I don't like the thought of the NCAA just getting all that revenue for themselves, but. Yeah, and there needs to be some kind of cap. I'll tell you a couple more of mine really fast. Uh, one of mine that's very controversial is that I kind of prefer the BCS as opposed to the playoff system. Ah, uh, see, I said something about that one time, and you thought I was a little crazy. Yeah, I've, I've always said I, I like the playoffs, but the more I've thought about it, the more I'm like, I kind of like that BCS era because you had a crazy, meaningful season. It wasn't perfect, obviously. People got left out that shouldn't have. But I liked that controversy. Whenever schools would get upset and mad, I thought that was fun. And of course, the trophy was significantly better than the playoff trophy. That big crystal oh, ball? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That thing is awesome. I don't know why they didn't just put that in the playoff because they don't own the right to a crystal ball like the the Duke's Mayo Bowl <laughs> uses it or whatever. So why can't? I don't know. Yeah
1: and then uh, um, my yeah, last I don't, one you know I, okay no,
0: go ahead sorry i'm so sorry no no no. go ahead please please justin please
1: <laughs> i was just saying i agree because when i think back to bcs all probably the only reason i think about you know it's i thought it was kind of more meaningful and kind of had a more magical feel to it it's <laughs> obvious because auburn won you know back in 2010 but um i liked i thought like you said it meant more and um the bowl game's Around the BCS national championship game meant more like the Fiesta Bowl, the Sugar Bowl. They meant a lot more than they do now. Um, I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it, uh, I, I don't know how to really say it. It just, like you said, it was more, it almost feels more meaningful yeah. than now when you have four teams make it. And I don't know. But like I said, there's good and bad, but I, I, I agree. I, I, BCS had a different feel to it. It did.
0: Yeah, it was very distinct, I think. Uh, And then my last one is that I think, and this ties back into what we are talking about earlier, I think TV companies not showing women's sports because they claim people aren't interested in them is a pretty weak excuse because I think they just don't promote them. And like, I know nobody's interested right now for the most part, but it's... They're not going to be interested if they never get to watch it. And so it wouldn't be like a quick fix... But I'm not naive enough to think that if you start, you know, I'm not naive enough to think that if you start airing women's basketball tomorrow in a primetime spot, that viewership will go up immediately. It take it would take time. But I think like the more exposure you gave women's sports, the more interest would build. I think eventually it could become like a, a much bigger market. I mean, I would I would personally rather watch like a women's sport rather than one of the dozens of reruns of SportsCenter Center on ESPN every day. You <laughs> yeah. know. I know there's going to be someone who emails me and, or emails us and says like, well, actually, they do show women's sports on ESPN. Yeah. Sh- shut up. We know I'm, I'm not an <laughs> idiot, but those events are obviously marketed very differently than men's sports are. And there's obviously not the same level of like commitment or care put into it. And I mean, I just think if you want to build interest in something, it makes sense to expose the public to that thing.
1: Yeah. It'd be interesting to see if they just finally decide like, Hey, Let's just put a lot of our eggs in the basket here. Let's really advertise it. Let's um, put it at a different time slot and let's see how it does. Yeah. Well, I like think I said, that would be interesting to see.
0: It wouldn't be overnight at all. It would take time. No. It's just like how yeah. the USFL isn't going to be overnight. There's not going to be 10 million people tune into that first game or whatever. But, well, they might not even make it through the season. Yeah, but if you if you are consistent and keep working at it, yeah, eventually you'll get some payoff to it. If people listen but to we'll, this show, Justin, then they can watch a significantly more interesting thing. That's <laughs> than, true. Women's
1: sports. Well, like I said, I, I like I like softball and um women's golf. I haven't really got much into basketball, um or uh, women's tennis. I haven't really got much in that, but I've always enjoyed uh golf and uh softball. Yeah. And
0: I like gymnastics. I I usually will pick up. Oh uh, yeah, gymnastics and
1: gymnastics too. Yeah, cool. yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyway, we're out of time, so uh, we got to move on. But but I will say
1: one one other thing yeah. too. I don't know if you saw this. They had um, soccer over in Spain. They had Barcelona women's team versus the uh, Real Madrid women's team, which are two of the biggest teams in the world, men's wise. And I think they had like ninety one thousand fans there to see women's soccer. So. Um, I don't know what they're doing there. I, I guess because it's soccer and soccer is really the only thing to do in Spain sports wise. Yeah. Um, maybe that's why.
0: That's cool though. Well, that's yeah, that's, that's no small thing. So yeah, I think there's a market out there for it. I think it just needs to be tapped into anyway. Thank you all for listening. Um. We will be back next Sunday. Same time as always 6 PM. This is a weekly show. If you want to reach the show, remember game managers, pod at gmail.com or follow us. Please follow us at TGM pod, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find our website at thegamemanagers.com where you can find all of our links and merch and whatnot. All those great things. Justin, do you have anything?
1: Have a great week. Uh, I hope y'all have had a great previous week. And um, hey, stay stay happy, motivated out there. Mm, good advice, I think.
0: Alright, we'll see you all uh, next week. Yeah,
1: War Eagle anyways. Blue 42! Blue 42! Hut, hut, hike!
0: Thank you for listening to The Game Managers. Like the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TTM Pod. Until next week, goodbye, adios, and sayonara.